0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I am Stephen O'Grady. I'm the co founder of Red Monk, uh, and I have two guests with me today. Um, Anthony, uh, why don't you go first
1: and introduce yourself, uh, and then we'll go to Morgan. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everybody. My name is Anthony Dutra, Technical Marketing Engineer at Zerto. Awesome. And Morgan.
2: Hi, I'm uh, Morgan Littlewood. Um, I'm the uh, SUP of product management at IX Systems. Uh, IX Systems is better known for the uh, creators and uh, uh, owners of TrueNAS, uh, the largest open-source storage platform. Indeed.
0: All right, and we are here to, to speak of storage. We're here to talk about uh, just that decentralized storage. So, um, Anthony, why don't we start with you? Let's uh, talk
1: to us about sort of what you're doing and and um, the problem
0: and and so on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what my organization does is uh, where Zerto, uh, we basically help businesses achieve an uninterrupted uh, account of their applications by protecting, recovering, and basically moving their uh, applications on premise, uh, multi-cloud into the hybrid cloud, into the public cloud, um, and using what's called continuous data protection to do so. Uh, We've been doing it since 2009, um, and since then, we've been growing for the past decade uh, with over 9,000 customers leveraging our CDP, uh, mainly for things like disaster recovery, uh, backup, and a really good tool uh, to use against ransomware protection, uh, which is kind of why we're uh, in conversation with storage today. Um, we were acquired by HPE in 2021, so we're extremely excited to be part of that HPE GreenLake hybrid cloud platform. Um, and we're really here to talk about how recoverability uh, works with immutability um, with storage in, in Zerto itself uh, to fight a awesome. ransomware. Sounds
0: good, um, and Morgan, what are you? What are you guys up to?
2: Um, yes, yeah, so TrueNAS is, is a ZFS-based uh, open-source storage platform uh, used uh, by everyone from you know people in their home labs all the way up to large organisations um, uh, managing the data. And um, uh, as part of that, uh, there's lots of ways of protecting data both locally within ZFS, but also by replicating data from uh, a system to another site. And uh, what we saw was a, a pretty big opportunity for people who don't have second sites to use a uh, effectively a globally distributed uh, cloud platform to be their uh, second uh, data store. And so we've been working with the storage J people to uh, m- enable that and make it possible to really protect data, even if you don't have uh, a lot of sites uh, yourself to be able to back your data up to.
0: Makes sense. So that actually is a perfect lead into the next question, which is sort of why distributed storage, right? So that the you know the, the centralized models of storage have been around forever. You know they're sort of known, understood, and so on. Uh, distributed storage obviously is a different approach. Um, so again, I guess we'll we'll start with Anthony here. Um, why distributed storage? What what uh, what makes sense? You know,
1: for what you're trying to do? Yeah. So from our perspective, it's all about that mutability standpoint. I think inherently to how distributed storage works. Uh, we know that when we tear off or push this data to a storage bucket, that it's not only globally distributed, so it's redundant in that respect, but it's also locked in that fact that it cannot be changed um, from when we store it. Uh, so again, in terms of being intruded by ransomware, it's no, it's good to know that you have that golden copy off somewhere that's you know secure globally um, to call back down when needed uh, to sort of beat that. And Morgan, how
2: about you? Uh, sure. Yeah, I think um, obviously the uh, the standard for most people using um, um, uh, cloud backup has been Amazon with its S3 type service. Um, that's very good, but it's typically uh, deployed in a single region model, which means it's one uh, part of a continent. And um, you have to pay a lot extra to go to a, uh, a multi-region model for protection. And so what we see is with uh, uh, J and the globally distributed approach is that you automatically get a very reliable system that you don't have to worry about. And you can access it from anywhere in the world. Um, you don't have to be uh, local to a particular U.S. Uh, region. So it's that performance aspect globally, plus the fact that it's resilient globally.
0: Yeah, makes perfect sense. So you know, as you as you think about sort of what you're doing in the space now um, versus what's next, what what is coming up, uh, you know, for for you, we'll start with Morgan this time.
2: Okay, sure. So we just actually released a, a new version of uh, our Truenas scale software uh, um, uh, last week, um, and built into that, for example, is we've we've enabled the APIs to um, create buckets from within Truenas for the Storage J service. So effectively, it makes it even more seamless for operating. Um, our plans are going forward to add more value so that uh, effectively uh, Storage J, as we call it, uh, gets uh, integrated within uh, Truenas and and it becomes just another way of storing data. And we manage it in the sense that you can, you know, store the data in ZFS or store it in uh, StoreJ. Makes sense.
1: And Anthony. Yeah, what's next for us is Zerto is going to continue to do its thing in the continuous data protection space. So again, enabling uh, sort of instantaneous replication uh, on premise in the public cloud. And in AWS we're having a big push and we're definitely moving in the Zerto for Kubernetes space. Uh, So Kubernetes is another big environment. We still love to use storage as that repository for uh, what we call like an extended journal service or that backup of uh, mutable uh, information that you're looking to store uh, sort of cheap, uh, efficiently and globally. Makes sense.
0: And what about uh, lessons learned? Anything, you know, sort of going through the process, um, you know, from a from a lessons learned standpoint, like, hey, this is I wish I'd known this going in.
1: Um, and we'll start with Anthony this time. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I, had I known that it was, oh well, had I known uh, how easy it is to create nodes and do other stuff with storage, uh, I would have dove in a lot earlier on in the process um, and got in a lot earlier, I'd say that much. Okay, fair enough. And
0: uh, uh, Morgan, from your perspective.
2: Um, no, I think it's uh, it's uh, ha- uh, the project. As far as we're concerned, has gone as as expected. So uh, uh, we uh, uh, are very happy that way. What we have found is, by, by collaborating with StoreJ and improving APIs and responses, etc., we can make the um, integration even better and make it so that it's a more seamless process for the customer or end user. So that's our goal: is to you know make it so that it's more seamless and very intuitive.
0: Okay, perfect. And last question for for both of you, and I'll start with Morgan this time. Um, you know, as sort of users consider their storage options moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what would you tell them, right, from a recommendation standpoint? What would your your sort of guidance or advice be, uh, you know, when they're evaluating, well, storage broadly, but, you know, sort of more specifically in this case, decentralized storage? Um, and like I said, we'll, we'll start with Morgan on that. Yeah.
2: Sure, I, I still think that you start from your particular, your entire data needs and your entire data needs uh, um, includes data that requires very different performance and reliability uh, uh, characteristics. So you look at that, you map out your data and then you work out how to um, locate your data. So some of it's local, some of it's local plus a, a cloud backup, some of it will be just the uh, the cloud storage. So think about your data requirements holistically and then make a, uh, create a strategy for protecting the data and making sure it performs.
1: Makes sense. And Anthony? Yeah, and for myself, I would say decentralization is coming to the data center. So definitely explore these types of technologies, uh, particularly within enterprise portfolios. Um, I just would like to uh, encourage people to uh, you know explore beyond the boundaries of what they know, particularly on-premise, and if they're not used to the sort of multi-cloud environment, uh, that this is a very easy <clears throat> way to get involved with it. Um, and make it part of their portfolio.
2: Yeah, one interesting uh, thing is that um, um, we're just starting to roll out uh, the ability to do Trinus within Amazon uh, uh, itself or AWS as well. It's interesting that storage from within AWS is actually going to be as performant and um, and yeah. um, and much lower cost than S3. So it really does enable a, a multi-cloud strategy without you paying a premium. It eff- effectively enables it without uh, at a discount.
0: No, yeah, I love it. You put some decentralized storage in the centralized storage. Wonderful, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and on uh, and on that happy note, uh, I just want to say thanks to to both Anthony and Morgan for stopping by and uh, having a conversation with us.
2: Thanks, right. Great to talk to you. Bye.